Now you have time. Yeah. Okay, so, Lainey, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Very happy to be here. So, the, <laughs> the question I have for you today, which I'll explain the context of it. Okay. Oh. So, the question is, are you happy? And the follow-up question, depending on the answer, is why. But if your answer is no, just we'll end the episode. Like, okay. We just will not. Sweet. Have so, I should say no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, we'll just stop recording. Um, Go for it. Okay. If you have an answer right now. I have an answer. I don't know how I'm going to explain my answer, but I have an answer. So, we'll see where this goes. All right. So, yes, I am happy. Okay. Um, (laughs) And honestly, like, I can say that right now I'm, like, at the happiest point I've ever been in my life. Which <laughs> I know is like a bold statement, right? Um, and like I wouldn't say that if it wasn't like true, um, which is really cool. Like, I mean, of course, I feel like everyone. I mean, you never just go through one emotion all day. Like, I'm not just like in like a state of like complacency where I'm just happy all day every day. But overall, I feel like my happiness is pretty. Why do you think that is? What twenty one years old? Yeah, what's 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 making you so so jolly? Honestly, like so, my first two years of college, um, I went through like a huge change in like who I am and kind of like my views on life. Honestly, like I don't know how deep you want me to go, but (laughs) let's start there. What do you mean? You're like I changed as a person. Yeah, I mean, I grew up like in a very like religious household Mm. and I just had certain views like that I had been taught my whole life and that I always just thought were like very like rigid and very true right objective exactly and coming into college I expected to continue with those views I was like okay I'm gonna join crew and I am going to go to the meetings every week explain because I don't even know what you know, is crew. crew is? Okay, crew. So it's like a campus organization. That's like, okay. It's a religious organization. Oh, so, is it like Young Life? Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's like Young Life, or um, there's also like Resume. There's a bunch of different ones. Okay. So my parents met at Crew when they went here, and I was like, "How adorable!" Right. My mom was like the greeter at the door, and my dad came in, and the rest is history. Wow. Yeah, so I expected that my... That you'd be the reader. Yes, I expected to just live the same, I guess, life as my parents. Like, I was like, yeah, I think crew is a good way to get involved. And I always, like, wanted to be... I was, like, striving so hard to be that religious, like, girl who was, like, super churchy and very like in touch with my faith and I always like admired people like that but I never felt like I could get there like there was something blocking me like I was like I just don't know if I 100% am like vibing with this you know right and so coming to college I was expecting to like go on that path and start going to crew consistently and meet all my friends there and do base my entire college experience around crew mm. and going to church and spiritual stuff like that. Then I 
moved in and like um that changed (laughs) um yeah like I met like people that hadn't grown up going to church and hadn't like had that experience and um I started hearing about like different views and like considering other viewpoints and um political like differences and things like that and I think over the past couple years I've slowly been like I guess incorporating those new ideas into my own thought process mm-hmm. in my own like life. Yeah. Um and it's honestly like I view freshman and sophomore year as a really like tumultuous time for me. Like I was going through some stuff. Right. And um yeah, like it's weird like when you go from one way of life that you're so used to to all of a sudden considering that maybe that's not what you believe anymore. There's um, a lot to unpack there. So, like, yeah. <laughs> the first thing I want to ask is, why do you think that people have that, like, inclination to be like their parents? I think because it's all they know, to be honest. Like, you're grow- you grow up, at least for people who have, like, that. Because my family is very close. Like, we, it's the four of us, me and my parents and my sister mm. and we grew up doing like everything together and um so yeah it's all I knew like just going to church on Sundays and had a routine and I think since I like since I was born that was like just something that I knew what to do so I think like for people in general it's just a force of habit honestly so when you say tumultuous is it like uncomfortable like freshman and sophomore year you were like uncomfortable with like the changes in like your thought process yeah because I think it's weird like I think like once you move out you feel like this there's this freedom element of like Mm -hmm. I don't need to go to church every Sunday with my family or I don't need to pray before I eat like Mm -hmm. and so I felt a little lost when I didn't know, like, when I didn't have to do that and no one around me was doing it. And so, like, tumultuous in the way of, like, wow, like, my parents really firmly believe this, but I'm starting to think differently. And, like, is that okay? Is that normal? Is that something that like I need to fix in myself and so I was just going through all these things of like is it all right that I believe differently than my parents now and that I don't want to live that life interesting so like is that what you think made you happy like understanding yourself (laughs) so going off of that um I yeah so I feel like I spent my first couple years like going through like a lot of changes and things and like trying to also the other element of it was trying to figure out who my friends were and like right. who I was going to hang out with and so I was like okay well I have some friends and crew but I don't really they're not like 100% of click and then I was like well I have my roommates and I don't know I just had like all these different types of like friends and I was trying to figure out like who I got along with the best I guess and then, um, and then I started out with you guys. And, like, I, like, I knew Nida from, like, the beginning of freshman year. Because we actually met at Crew, which. Right. 
thank you, crew, for that. Um, But yeah, like I met her and then she introduced me to everyone. And I think like when I started hanging out with everyone as a group was really just like last semester, like for the most part. Um, But now I feel like so much happier because like I feel like I have a stable friend group now and I have like good people in my life that challenge me like in like intellectual ways. Like even just like the fact of like I don't know if I told you or Junaish this, but like when you guys started the podcast, I thought that was like the coolest thing. And I still <laughs> do. Like I think it's so interesting hearing like other people's perspective on life and just like how pe- other people think. And mm-hmm. that's something that I really like I realized I always wanted was that deeper like connection and ability to talk to people about beyond surface level things and like things that are like interesting and I think that's what I was looking for with like the youth group and like going to church and stuff I was looking for that like deeper intellectual connection right but I think I found that that the answer wasn't church for me like I just have to find the right friends basically so you said um single friend group Mm-hmm. Is like something happy. So, this even this. Do you think that you are happy circumstantially or like as a person? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you were say that you did like a semester somewhere else, yeah, it's just you. Do you think you would still be the same level of happiness? It's not like a negative or positive thing. Yeah, there's like there's a Harvard study where it's like people who grow up with somebody with them mm-hmm. are more likely to like not only be happier but live longer. Really than, like, a person who is, like, alone their whole life. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Like, you can actually, like, I think I've heard you can, like, die of a broken heart. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, But, you know, like, it's hard to say. Like, yes, maybe this is circumstantial. And, like, after college ends, I'll Don't just think be about like, <laughs> this is the worst thing ever. Right. But, um, I don't know. I think I've grown a lot as a person, too, which I think contributes to my happiness. Like, I have, like, I used to be very, like, insecure about a lot of things, Mm -hmm. and I definitely still have, like, my insecurities, but I feel like I'm more confident and more, like, yeah, like, more able to function on my own, and I feel like I can talk to people more easily now, so, like, if I were to go to, like, a different country, I think I would be more... I would be better equipped to handle that type of situation than I would be, like, say, freshman year, you know? So I immediately have a follow-up question. <laughs> so you said, like, maybe when you go to college, it'll be, like, you know, different because you'll be, like, you know, on your crew path mm-hmm. or whatever. Do you think memory plays a huge deal in your happiness? So, like, what I mean by that is, okay, you graduate college and the chances of us all living in the same area are like statistically impossible. Do you think that just the memory of like, okay, I experienced like a pivotal part of life with those people will make you more happy as an individual just like throughout life? Have you like had that experience? I guess a good way of looking at it is, do you look back at high school, if you had a good high school too, and are like, wow, I'm glad that that happened. Like just in general. I mean, yeah, like, I think it will 
like bring me happiness depending on if I'm still happy like after the fact because now looking back at like high school I yeah I am I did have a pretty good high school experience and I'm grateful for you know the friends that I made in high school and who I hung out with um but would I want to get back to that no so now my thing is like am I going to feel the same way after college like am I going to look back on this experience and be like oh that was cool but like I'm good like I I don't need to go back to that right which maybe I will you know um but I think yeah like I think living in the present is important and like hopefully if you live like well in the present then when you're in the future you can look back and be like okay I did everything that I wanted to do and I experienced life to the level I wanted to live it at and that will bring me happiness like I think that would bring me happiness looking back and be like yeah I didn't hold back like I I I hung out with those people I went on those trips I took those classes Mm -hmm. and so if I'm living like my life to the fullest as much as I can now I think that'll bring me happiness later just knowing that I was that I did that Yeah, there's, yeah, I like that a lot, I like that answer a lot. So this question I've asked a couple people and I like, I feel like it's a hard question to answer because it's more introspective than you think at first. Mm-hmm. So you should have it right now and you said it's the most happy you were doing. Do you think you will continue to get more happy? So like a fact that I always think about that I've like talked to other people, mm-hmm. it's like my is that in your 20s is the highest point of euphoria your brain can physically understand. It's like you cannot understand, like you cannot process dopamine at a higher level than when you're in your 20s. Do you think that you'll continue to be like more happy? Because like directly speaking, the happiest you can be before it's like downhill is 26 because mm-hmm. that's when your brain stops growing. Yeah. Like physically speaking. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean. Because different things happen, right? Once you graduate college, it's like, Different things you're looking forward to, like people get like married or move away, yeah. or like right. have a job. Yeah, I don't. It's hard to say because I couldn't have predicted being this happy. And I'm not saying I'm like on top of the world all the time. Like I'm not saying like, right? Oh my god, I just like am living like. I've never seen you not smile. <laughs> but like, I think. There's a difference between like happiness and joy. Like I, I guess like I, joy to me is more long lasting, and mm-hmm. happiness is more of a fleeting feeling. Um. So will I continue to get more happy? I think yes and no. Like I think it'll be up and down. Like I, I definitely think there will be hard times coming for sure. Like that's not. That's like gonna happen to everyone, yeah. but um, but I don't want to put like expectations on it either. Like I don't want to be like, "Wow, once this thing happens, I'll reach a new level of happiness." You know, because I think sometimes you don't always know what's gonna make you happy either. Like some of the best things in life, I think, are like spontaneous and you don't expect them. You know, so. 
maybe, maybe not. I don't know if that's a good answer, but... You said the word joy. Joy has, like, a very religious context for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That's, like, a word that's... I think it's, like, one of the, like, five most used words in the, the Bible, the Christian Bible. Yeah. And in the Bible, it's definitely used in the context of, like, a mindset instead of, like, a thought. Yeah. Do you feel like you have something that it, like, causes that mindset? Like, is that the stable friend group, or is, like, that the understanding yourself more, like, in college? Like, what creates that mindset? I think, for me, it's the knowledge that, that everywhere, I don't know, one thing that I've been trying to work on is, like, being okay with, like, I will be the only person I spend the rest of my life with, if that makes sense. Like, right. I have to live with myself every day. So for me, the joy comes from being okay with that mm-hmm. and being finding out what it means to dig within myself to find mm-hmm. that joy. And, like, be like, um, yeah, like, of course our friend group brings me happiness and joy, but I can provide myself joy without that, you know? Yeah. And like, I think that's um, an, a journey that I'll go on and each individual will go on for the rest of their lives, figuring out like how to be joyful when there's nothing external that brings you joy. I don't know. So like, I've been trying to figure out like what types of things I like to do or things that I can tell myself that make me remember that like I don't know if this is making sense. I know exactly we we said that around yeah, there's a quote by Albert Camus, the philosopher. The only guaranteed attendee at your funeral is you. Yeah. It's like really you the only person that you like know you, you die with is just yourself. Yeah. So you have to be like comfortable with who you are before you like even worry about like what everybody else thinks. Yeah. And I think that external things are helping me realize that I can be happy within myself. Like um like just our friends having their own like creative interests and doing things that they enjoy individually. Like like you do this podcast and night of draws and you know skating is a big thing and like there's like different hobbies that people enjoy doing by themselves so i've been like learning that i can find those things that i enjoy doing you change your major i changed my major right. yes <laughs> um even like climbing like i climb with danielle all the time mm-hmm. and that's something that I never could have predicted myself enjoying, but now it's something I would do by myself if I, like, I have done it by myself, like, and, um, or, like, going to the river, like, just hanging out there by myself, or, like, I like to work out by myself sometimes, like, I think it's important to find those things that you can do by yourself, or, like, can do anywhere, you know, because, like, I could go for a run anywhere. Or I could, like, paint anywhere. Um, And so learning from other people helps me 
improve myself and then get to and then that brings me more joy when I am able to like improve myself and feel like I can be alone and be okay with it. So hearing that, we we won't like discuss now like proper names or like names or anything. But we like attend the same university. Mm -hmm. One of my professors in my classes is a sociology class. Mm -hmm. Asked this question as an icebreaker that I really want to know your answer now. It, most icebreakers, you know, are like where are you from? Yeah. This is what he decides to ask us. What do you hope to not regret on your deathbed? So like basically <laughs> like say like right now you're going to die. But like think about it this way. Right now you're going to die. What is the thing that you wish you had done? And that you hope that like when you're 50 or 60 or 70 or whatever when you die, that's the one thing that you're glad that you've done. So like a lot of people said like um like, there was one girl I remember said, like, asked out that guy I had, like, for, like, five years. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, people said, like, stuff like that. Or somebody said, like, reconnect with my dad. Okay. Stuff like that. Like, what do you think would be that for you? I guess it's more of, like, there's joy, like, the mindset, right? And then there's, like, the happiness items, right? Like, the things that you, like, think as far as, like, working, like, still traveling. Or like, yeah. What do you think that is for you? Like, the one thing. One. Right, it's never like a easy answer. Yeah. Um. I mean, like, I do. Like, I really like want to travel. Like, that's my main goal with my life is to see the world and see as many cultures as I can and. Mm -hmm just experience life on as many levels as I can. Um, that's like my main thing I want out of life, I guess, is to, I guess, learn as much about this world as I can. So, I don't know. I guess like that's all I would want. Like, I mean, if, now, if like, let's say I died right now, like, I guess that was as much life as I could have lived, and I guess I saw. But your regret would be like that you didn't travel more. Yeah, or, like, saw more. I guess, but it's also like not a regret because I know that I don't have like the capability of doing that. Right, right not now. a regret's not a right word. Like that's the thing, the wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like that, I would have been able to see more of the world before I died, or meet more people, or just experience more life like the thing i want most in life is time i think like just like <laughs> the time to experience as much as i can right i guess that's all anybody wants in life mm -hmm. is just more time yeah i mean when you get yeah. down to it so damn more time yeah do you think you'll ever so like i i have this theory that like you <laughs> once you hit like 65 you just like stop being happy it's like I worked in customer service for a long time. Mm -hmm. I've never met like a happy sixty-five-year-old or like older. Yeah. Do you think that once you get to a certain age, you like won't want more time? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on my physical health at that point. Like, right. if I'm like seriously like not able to walk or like like suffering majorly physically, at that point, if I wasn't able to do anything, like I wasn't able to physically like get on a plane or go to an event or like talk to people 
then I wouldn't want more time. I wouldn't want more time of just not being able to live life. Right. You know, like that's what I mean, everyone has their own opinion on this and it's kind of controversial, but that's like, I would never like just prolong my life artificially. Right. You know what I mean? I, I, I need like, to take medicine, so you know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I just don't see a huge point in that. You wouldn't be like on dialysis or whatever, like, you wouldn't be like doing like that. Yeah, or like I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't just be like, I don't know, I guess if I was in, like, if I was brain dead, I would just wouldn't want to be kept alive. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's, like, personal preference. I just, like, wouldn't, I just want, I would want to, like, be, like, actively doing things. Like, I, if at a certain point I couldn't actively be learning and, like, exploring, I would that wouldn't be considered like me. But that's up to individual like preference. So it's up to individual preference. Do you think that like the meaning of life is subjective to an individual? For sure. Yeah. It's like it's just like what life means to you more yeah. than like what life means. Exactly. And there's no way of like saying that there's one meaning of life because there's so many different ways of living life. Right. You don't have to say in my opinion. In my opinion. <laughs> um, the bio for this podcast is like, I think I wrote like, two guys talk about things they don't know anything about or something like that. It's like the bio. So like, there we go. that's enough disclaimer. Like, That's interesting. Do you, do you think that, this might be like two personal questions. Do you think that like, because like genetics can have to do with like neuroscience and stuff. Do you think your parents are happy? Like, how old are your parents for yourself? I guess. Like, are they old or like not? Well, they're in their fifties. Yeah, they're not like old old, but they're like. Is that considered middle aged? I don't know. I mean, it's the middle of like your possible lifespan. Yeah, like <laughs> so, let's say you live to a hundred. They're past the middle of their life. They're on the way out. No, I'm just yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> um, I think they are. Uh, that's a no. That is absolute <laughs> no. I mean, they just became empty nesters. They've lost the thing that they've been doing for twenty-one years. That's another thing. Do you? So you said traveling the world makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's still front of you. Do you think people's priorities change a lot? People do again, and like, what brings them happiness in your life? Do you think if you had kids, that would be like a main source of of um, happiness in your life? Yeah, I'm sure it would. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, do I want kids right now? No, not at all. Right. But, um, yeah, like, kids definitely bring a lot of joy. I think there's, like, um, something very, like, special about having kids. Like, it's, you literally, like, created that person. Yeah. And then you get to watch them grow and become their own person. And I think that's something that's, like, one of the most, will be one of the most, like, fulfilling experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that definitely would bring happiness. But, yeah, but that would be, like, a priority 
when I'm older, you know? So I definitely think that, like, ha- like sources of happiness do change. And that's why happiness is such, like, a fleeting emotion for me is because, like, something that made me happy when I was a kid doesn't make me happy now. Like, yeah. if I got, like, a toy, if someone handed me, like, a toy today, and they're like, here... I would be like, what is this? Like, take that back. Right. <laughs> like, but when I was a kid, obviously, that would, like, made my week. Mm-hmm. So, I think, yeah, it's very dependent on the age, the stage of life you're in, also what your friends are doing around you. Right. Um, like, you mentioned, like, people getting married. Like, I'm starting to have a couple friends that are, like, planning their weddings. And... Does that make you, like... That's always an interesting thing to me. So you bring that up, does that make you feel less happy or that you're missing out on a sense of happy? Or is it just like you're happy for them? Um, I'm just happy for them because I don't want to get married right now. Like, mm. I, like, good for them, but no thank you. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure, like, once I get out of college and there's more of that, then I might start to feel like, like I'm missing out. But right now, like, I feel like I know what I'm missing out on, kind of. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. So. <laughs> are they like the same? Are they also like early twenties? Like yeah, the yeah, they're like my age, even younger, maybe. Oh my god. Yeah. Actually. So I mean, like, like that's cool. Like, I'm glad that they. That's something that is bringing them happiness, and that they're looking forward to. But that's mm-hmm. not something that I would find happiness in at this moment. Yeah. So. But I'm very happy for them, so I can, like, thrive off of that happiness, like, seeing them happy. Living vicariously Living vicariously <laughs> through them. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I don't feel like a like, hole. I need to do that as well. So we'll be talking about the things in this you said that you grew up in a religious household. Mm-hmm. Was that something that gave you happiness as a kid? And it's something that now you don't feel happy regarding that? Yeah. Wow. So, like, what was it about that that gave you happiness? I think it was the community that I had. Like, I'm a very, like, big people person, as you're probably realizing. Like, right. I, you know... Having, like, a strong community around me is really important to me, and it's something that, like, brings me a lot of happiness. Um, so when I was little, like, all of my friends were, I saw them at church, and I, like, we would hang out, like, during the week, and we had, like, family friends that we knew through church, and, like, I, like, as a kid, I thought I was, like, I was just, like, loving church. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I... Just love Jesus when it was really just because like I got to hang out with my friends. Right. So um, yeah, I think like that that part of me hasn't changed. Like I still get a lot of happiness from being around people and having a community. Um, but now it's where I get that community. You know, that's changed. Do you think you'll ever go back to the more? theological sense of it like like more of like the religious sense of it like do you ever think you'll start to go back to that like community when you get older um I might like right now I'm in a spot where I'm just like figuring out what my spirituality looks like 
because I'm still like a spiritual person, but I don't necessarily agree with like the rules of religion. Um, and so that's a different journey that I'm on, figuring out like the spiritual right. side of my life. The reason I ask that is that I've seen studies where like there are people who grew up in church, um, got to college, stuck in church. When they have kids, though, they want their kids to go to church. Yeah. And like they wouldn't even go to church; they just want their kids to go to church. Yeah. And um, I actually um, had an ex-girlfriend who um, very like much like not believe in any sort of spirituality and like that. Um, and at one point she was like, yeah, if we ever have kids though, they're going to church like five times a week. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like what? And she was like, yeah, because like they need to like meet other kids. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, it's just like a different, I think people feel like almost that if they grew up in that scenario, it's best for the child to grow up in that scenario because they felt happiness from when they were kids. Like the child would feel happiness from when they were kids. Yeah. I mean, I think at that point you have to look at like, is it the church that's causing the happiness or is it the right. people, you know, like, 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 let's make the distinction here because there's other ways to find people that mm. it doesn't have to be church, which if it is church, that's cool. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you can be religious and I'm glad that people find like happiness through that. But um, for me, like, I know that it was definitely more about the people. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, in Meridian, Idaho, where I grew up, like, right. everyone goes to church. So that's, like, the right. main way that you're able to find that community. So I wouldn't blame someone if they were like, yeah, like, I want to put my kids in church because that's how they'll find their community. I'd be like, fair enough. Like, mm-hmm. I understand because there's, like, nothing. We've had a lot of other. One of the most religious states. Yeah, but, like, let's say I grew up in um, New York or something, like, where the church isn't the main focus. Like, I don't know how kids meet other kids, but maybe you go to a park or you put your kids in sports or, like, I don't I want to clarify that is what you're saying. You don't know how other kids meet each other because you grew up. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the only other way I knew other kids was like through school, you know. Um, but I'm sure there's a lot of programs and stuff. I I don't know. Like I'm not right. Really in so that like I now. didn't grow up in Meridian, Idaho. There are like other things like um, there's like rec sports, which is like like the park. It's like it's yeah, okay. um, it like really lame. Like me, I was in like a fifth grade bowling program okay. to like become really good at bowling. That's which is, so like, cool, actually. <laughs> I could have seen myself doing that, honestly. <laughs> like that's like my biggest flex. That's my only thing on my like Tinder button. <laughs> that's a good one. I mean, it definitely stands out for sure. It would definitely be like a thing mm-hmm. that people would notice. I guess. But. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that your answer was yes. This would have been like a way shorter podcast <laughs> if you were like, no, I just feel like we're done recording. Yeah, I'm not actually. <laughs> no, yeah, I think um, it's a complicated answer, but. It always is. Overall, yes, I am happy. <laughs> I'm glad. Thank you for being on the podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. I very much enjoyed it. Hopefully, back soon. We're going to hopefully do like a huge group episode that yeah, will involve like immigration at oh, some point. I'm down. You know I'm down. <laughs> It'll be like an anniversary episode. Oh. Well, not an anniversary, okay. but like a, you know, 
Savannah Falls. Yeah. yeah, that'll be cool. Cool. And we're on. All right, well, welcome back. This is Steven. This is Dinesh. So we're going to talk about an episode that was recorded. We're going to give some thoughts. This is going to go on the end of that episode. Yeah. So, like, you guys have just now heard the episode. And now I have just heard the episode. Right. So the thing I want to ask you is I asked the guest, Lainey, if she's happy. And then I asked her why she's happy. And she gave, like, answers that you heard about the nature of happiness. <laughs> One of the questions that I asked her that I want to know your opinion on is, do you think the things that make you happy change over time? I don't. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. I think... There are qualities that make you happy. Mm-hmm. And what the... Well, I guess technically the things change. But I think your feelings of happiness are always derived from certain things that you're already looking for. Mm. When you're a kid, maybe it's making friends. But when you're a parent, maybe it's like feeling like your kid thinks you are a friend. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I feel like... You're not me really afraid of what scares you as you age. You know, that doesn't really change. If you're afraid of the dark, sorry, you're probably stuck with it. Right. You know, if you're afraid of snakes, you're probably stuck with it. Yeah. But if you took someone from 200 years ago, I don't think we're both scared of the same things. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in your lifetime, the things that... Like, the emotions you feel, I feel like, come from specific things. They don't really change much. So is that coming from your personality or why things make you happy? So you said friends, but, like, the, the context of it changes. Like, your kid makes your friend instead of making friends. Mm-hmm. So do you think it's really mo- more of, like, what the motivation of you being happy is? Just the idea of, like, social interaction going well? I think there's two parts to that. I think there's a baseline, which is that, but there's also exposure to new things that can make you happy, you know? Mm-hmm. You didn't always want to have friends, mm-hmm. you know? So I think as you do age, the things you're exposed to, you learn what can make you happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just like the things that make you feel guilty change over time. Right. You know, I don't think happiness is quite as extreme. But things that make you feel nervous or embarrassed, I feel like they all change mm-hmm. much more drastically than happy. Right. That's interesting. I think also the depth of the happiness changes a lot because when you're, say, middle school, high school, just going on a date, you're like, that will make me happy. <laughs> when you get older, you say things like, I want to be with this person for the rest of my life. That will make me happy. Yeah. It's like the depth of the action that matters more than something that's, you know, subjective or material or not as important. Mm-hmm. It becomes more important to you. I think the older you get, the less things not make you happy, but the less things have that much meaning. Yeah. Something Lainey brought up with you made me wonder, how much do you think... As you get older, your ability to remember the past and how much, just the amount of time you've been around is making you feel like 
more or less grateful for things. Mm. You know, I've been... When you're 13, you've been on one date. Those 15 minutes are the first time you've been on a date. Right. But when you're, let's just say in your 30s or something, and you go on a date, they're another 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not the first 15 well, yeah, it becomes a game of comparison almost because mm-hmm. the more you've done something, the less you care about it tends to Do you be. believe that? I think, unfortunately, yes. I think people become kind of selfish in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, something I think people do a lot is, especially when you about dates like relationships where you think about the past often better than it was. Where yeah. You're like, this relationship is not going great. And the reason I know is because my last relationship was going great <laughs> at this point, but it's not actually how it went. Yeah. You're substituting the lack of happiness you feel in the moment for a artificial sense of happiness you felt in the past. Mm-hmm. One of those things, because I'm always going to bring up things I've recently learned in class, right. unfortunately, right. is that um, sensory adaptation where mm. the more something happens or the more constant it is the less you feel it Mm -hmm. which refers to like the physical sense you know what i don't even want to say the physical sense because if you're always in the shower and the water is hitting you you don't feel the water pressure hitting you after 10 minutes Mm -hmm. also if you're always being yelled at the impact of being yelled at you don't feel as much Mm -hmm. you know i think that plays a big role in how we change what we appreciate yeah, definitely. It becomes less and less thing. I think of my parents where the oh. things that make my... Right. It's never a good sign. <laughs> the thing I think of my parents, what makes them happy is so crazy because it's so different than what I would think like would make me happy. But they've lived more life. And so some of the things that might make me happy now mm-hmm. made them happy in the past, but they don't need to experience that sense and they can compare now to where they are now, where they're like 60 years old. Okay. And that's not yeah. the same thing, making them happy. It's funny, whenever I do talk to them, they're like, yeah, it's getting pretty late, you know, so watch TV, go to bed. I'm like, it's six o'clock in the afternoon. But that's like yeah. what's making them happy in life. I'm like, All right, I guess if that's like what satisfies you as a person. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, some people, when they're young, just don't care about traveling or food or technology. And then some people like entered the Danimal sweepstakes to meet Zach and Cody, you know, way back in the day. Right. The most important thing that was happening as a kid. Yes. You know, so (laughs) I feel like it isn't, I don't feel like there are certain things we like need to feel happy about. You know, I think I assume my parents or most parents felt the way we do now, mm-hmm. but really like they could have just been more boring Yeah. or more exciting than us. Yep. You know, they're like, you're just hanging out for the weekend. Where's your plane ticket? No, right. you know, it's very, very different, very different, especially with the times. Time. That was another thing discussed in the episode. So Lainey said the one thing that she, it seemed like she realized during the episode, the Mm -hmm. one thing that she wants more of is just more time to be alive. Yeah. Do you feel like that is something that you think about a lot? Just you want more time to be alive? No. 
So you don't think about it, but do you want more time to be alive? I think I've thought about it. Right. And I don't care to know how much time I have left. Mm-hmm. Out other than for curiosity's purposes. Mm-hmm. And I don't... If I could extend the deadline of whenever it is, I don't think I'd do that either. Unless it was for, like, immortality. So you wouldn't want to have more time if you knew how much time was left? I don't think so. Not as we age, too. I think you get to a certain point in your life where you don't appreciate the little things. You're not going to the bars and then getting a ticket to some country and then doing whatever, you know? You're just hanging out, going to work, coming home. I don't need more time. Yeah, that... Yeah. That, that is the thing. I, I think that... I don't know what the, the life expectancy in the U.S. I think is like 60-something or 70-something. Mm-hmm. Honestly, when I think about that, I'm like, that's way too long. I saw a really cool post today, actually. A lot of posts these days. Right. It was... Oh, it was something like... Would you rather have immortality... Mm in your, like, prime age with the ability to just, like, end it on command. Right. Like, all right, this was enough. Or would you rather be able to experience something like it was the first time for a lifetime? Like, you only have now your 80 years. Mm -hmm. And if there's ever anything you wanted to experience again for the first time, you could do that as much as you wanted. Mm. Oh man, that's a tough one. That reminds me. So reminds me, there's a Pursuit of Wonder video called "The Beginning of the End," and he talks about this this um, guy. It's fictional. So he talks about this guy who becomes obsessed with his the fact that his mother died, and so he develops this technology to live forever. It's fictional, by the way. This person not fictional. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and. It's really interesting the way he explains it. It says that he goes to, you know, every part in the universe and he experiences new types of senses and new types of emotion mm-hmm. and things became like process, like new types of entertainment. He sees like the rise and fall of civilizations and he gets to the end of it all and he's like, get, he gets to a point where the universe is ending itself, like matter is decomposing and he realizes that living forever was the biggest mistake he has ever made. And so it goes back to the beginning of the video and the idea is he's created like a simulation and again of mm-hmm. life. So it goes back to him eight years old right before his mother dies. And there's a moment of deja vu where his sister recognizes what he's doing. Like she remembers from the past mm-hmm. life. And she says something and they're like, didn't you already do that? And he's like, yeah, I just wanted to do it again, rebuild it one more time to see if it was better this time. She's like, oh, is it better this time? And he's like, it's never better again. Wow. Like, doesn't want to live. He wants to be mortal, having seen what yeah. it is to live and just see civilization just fade away. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, I feel like I have the same answer as you. I don't want to live forever because I think things, as soon as things aren't finite, they lose meaning. I, I don't like... That if you choose to live forever, you can't just, like, take it away. That's why I like the post. You Mm. can live in your prime as long as you want. Mm. Because if I could not die, that'd be a different story. Right. 
You know, I think if I had the choice to be in my prime for as long as I wanted, that that's what I would choose. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That reminds me, the going back to any moment mm-hmm. for the first time, that reminds me of uh, the movie Thelma Gleason About Time, where he can go back yeah. to a moment he's, that he has already experienced himself. Mm-hmm. And at the end, you know, his father says... You already know what's gone wrong, though. So just go back to every moment and just be more, like, mindful of everything that's already yeah. happened. And people don't do that. People don't. I feel like people aren't mindful of the moment a lot. So if you experience things for the first time again, not knowing those the first time, yeah. I feel like you'd have a lot more perspective on things. That's true. You also, unlike in About Time, couldn't change things. Yeah. You would just have experience and then memory again. Like, it wouldn't be the same memory. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of nuts. So you would choose that over living forever? Um, hmm. Would I choose that? In the situation, when I'm going back to doing things for the first time, is it the same outcome? Like, I get to the same place. Yeah, nothing changes. You just get to relive it. Okay. But you also, you know when you're like six and it's Christmas and you're excited? Right. If that's how, like, if that was your six-year-old life, you know, it I don't was know how you not. I was like, fuck, Christmas. More coal. Right. the worst. Yeah. <laughs> but you would still have that excitement if you went back now and got to relive that. Mm. Actually, I don't think I'd do that then. I think I would rather live forever, but I, like, wouldn't use it. Like, I'd live for... And you you just stay in your prime for the normal age? Yeah, honestly. I don't think I want to relive things that have already happened. Why not? Because I think the things that have mattered to me, I remember them enough that I don't need or like want to experience them again. Okay, see, I think that the things that I've really loved... I remember better than they actually happened. Oh, of course, yes. And if I could relive them as they happened, I feel like I'd get rid of that feeling. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be worse, though? Cause you, I think it'd be worse to see them as they really are. Yeah. Rather than as I perceived it to be. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about the Fairly Odd Parents episode where, like... <laughs> He gets to find out what would happen if he was, like, never born, right? Yeah, and, and then everyone's... everyone is so happy without him. Yeah. I feel like that's what that'd be like. You'd be like, oh, man, this is a really great time. And then you, like, go back, and you're like, not a really good time. Not a really good time. Yeah, actually. It wouldn't be as euphoric as you remember. Well, the thing is, it would be exactly as good as you remember when it happened. Yeah. But I think so. Like things like Christmas, you'd be, you'd get a ton of energy. I know? think it's good for memory to deceive you in that way, as yeah. human beings, because that's what creates like emotion responses to the past. Yeah. One thing that um, Lainey mentioned in the episode is that she wants to look back. She wants to be able to look back mm-hmm. and feel like she did something. But what happens if you look back and you don't feel that way? Like you, you know? did something? What if you're going on trips and you're hanging out and you're living your best life, but you look back on it and it doesn't feel like that? You know, would that make you unhappy? 
Um, I mean, I feel like I'll be unhappy either way, even if I did something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think I, I I don't like the notion of did something because a lot of times it's like something that actually has no influence on the grand scheme of life. Yeah. I would be like, oh, I did something. I was an accountant for 40 years. Yeah. And I'm like, right. <laughs> You'll be in the history books forever. Exactly. You'll be in some books. Yeah. Just like the financial books 20 years later when the company goes under. Mm-hmm. Like, who did this? <laughs> yeah, I don't like the notion of did something because... Of course, seminal figure in pop culture, Post Malone, had right. an interview where they were like, why... You know, are you doing what we're doing right now, like music? And he said that he was almost homeless, basically. And then he was told by his father just to do anything. And so he decided to make music. Wow. And they're like, oh, do you like it? And he's like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I feel like, like you said, like being mindful is the reason you'll be able to look back and say you played life the way you wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that knowing that you actively controlled, like, your day-to-day and tried to make yourself feel good every day. Mm. I think that's what's important. I just don't know if you can look back and say, like, yeah, I made sure every day was important to me. Yeah. I, yeah, people let, everyone lets time pass them by, Yeah, unfortunately. Time's arrow moves only forward. <laughs> we won't, we won't quote that show ever again. No, last Never one actually. Again. Yeah, I think that is what creates perspective though, because eventually you, re- well, hopefully eventually you realize that you've been letting life pass you by. Some people actually don't. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. We were just talking about, I don't remember who the actor is, but there's some actor who's like the Brady Bunch or something. And his final quote, like, on his deathbed was just so much wasted time. Yeah. Just so much wasted time. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I feel like there's enough self-reflection through not necessarily people, but like art and the just perspectives on the internet that people are more mindful now than they were in our parents' generation. For instance, I feel like my parents yeah. fully were just, like, living life, and it just, like, happened to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were not reflecting on things as they were happening. They still don't reflect on things as they were happening. <laughs> yeah, well, and I feel like, what do you think of changing what you think life is about? Does that take away from the life you've already been living? No. Not at all? No. So, I mean... No. So, when you say changing what you think life is about, Mm -hmm. like your belief in what the meaning of life is. Just what makes you happy, or anything, to any degree. No, I don't think it's bad. I mean, on the episode with Lainey... we were talk- I guess that's this episode. When we just had the conversation with Lainey, um, she talked about how she was raised in the church, and now that's 
she realized that that wasn't making her happy. Yeah. And she's believing in different things now, but not regretful of yeah. the life that she had. Like, it doesn't mean less. Yeah. I think it means more. That's why I'm asking. It means more because you've changed? Because you've had the time before you knew or you decided mm. what you wanted to do, what you thought, what was important. Mm. It's like that thing, like if you could have, imagine if you were born with a mindset and it never changed, mm. I would rather have been born with the mindset and like spent time before it changed. Mm-hmm. You know, that's part of the like appreciating what you get. You know, when you learn something new, mm-hmm. there's like a good feeling behind that. That makes sense. I think it's important for sure. Most people I know when they got to 8 or 19 changed their perspective. Not just on the meaning of life, but what they want in life. Yeah. Which to some people is the meaning of life. Yeah. Um, definitely. I would say my, yeah, I would say my opinion on the meaning of life changed at like 17 or 18. For the first time? Mm, yeah, I don't think I ever considered it before then. Okay. I think around like 17, 18, I was like, why am I here? Why am I failing high school math? Like, what, what is all this about? <laughs> and then that led me to, to consider more things. Yeah. Last thing. Do you think it'll happen again? That I'll reconsider yeah. being a life. Oh, now, now I'm just in a constant state of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think now I evaluate that. Every morning. You didn't get a lever end? People say that it ends when you hit, like, 30, but there are definitely people who are still troubled about what the meaning of life is at, like, 30 years old. Okay. Definitely people that are still troubled by that. There's a famous director from the 60s and 70s, Andre Tarvosky, and all of his films are nonlinear, meaning... There's not really a story. Things don't play out in the correct timeline. Mm-hmm. Events just happen, and mm-hmm. they don't need an explanation. And somebody asked him what his films are about, and he said they are sculpting in time. They're like sculpting what? And it was like the realization that I don't know why I am losing time. That we just die. Mm-hmm. And the dude was like 65 when he said that. <laughs> I was like, if that man didn't know, I won't know. Yeah. I will not know. All right. Well. All right. This is going to be the longest episode we have ever. Maybe. It might be close. It might be close. We'll hit 58 minutes. Yeah. All right. Well. Thanks for listening. We will catch you all next time.